0: Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com/drama for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your
1: first purchase of a website or domain. This summer, own your style with Macy's whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation macy's has all that you need shop brands like levi's dolce vita
0: lacoste and more macy's has all of your summer must-haves summer dresses matched sets volume sleeve tops espadrilles wedges straw crafted bags bathing suits and so much more oh my gosh the free for all shop at
1: macy's.com slash own your style get ready to simplify
0: your life with at&t in-car wi-fi Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant makes navigation a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while you're on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
2: I don't know about y'all. I love the holidays and they also stress me out. (laughs) Yesterday, I was trying to get everybody's gifts wrapped and I just needed a second. I was on my fourth paper cut. And I was like, okay, take a walk around the house, calm yourself (laughs) down. And you know what I did? I went and got myself a cookie and I felt better. So all I'm saying is if you're tired or besieged by paper cuts, I think you deserve a cookie too. I agree. Guys, Keebler (laughs) Sandies are buttery. They're shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, pecans, and almonds. And each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by those cute little Keebler elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandy's. It's the perfect treat that'll keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. First
0: of all, you don't know me.
2: (laughs) We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, girl, cheering for the right team. Drama Drama queens, drama queens, my girl. Girl, fashion but you tough girl you could sit with us
1: girl drama queens drama queens drama queens drama drama queens drama queens hey sports fans we are back for another edition of drama queens and this one we are talking about episode 22 in season 2 the tide that left and never came back air date may 24th 2005 Uh, Here's what happens in this episode. Um, Hillary cries a lot. (laughs) Chad does a really nice job of being very sincere. And uh, Brian Greenberg is a full teen heartthrob. But really, it's uh, part one of season two finale. And we have Jimmy Eat World... Lucas and Brooke head to New York for an overnight stay with Haley. Peyton and Jake's relationship hits another bump in the road because of Nikki, and Dan is still out to destroy Karen. He's ruining her relationship with Andy. And meanwhile, Andy's trying to find out what Dan is hiding in his office. And Nathan's got a really big decision to make about High Flyers and his family. If you're wondering why it sounds a little quiet here, it's because I am the only drama queen. I'm the only one in the studio today. Uh, But never fear, we have an awesome awesome guest today. One of my dearest, dearest friends uh, who you may recognize, uh, maybe you might recognize him. Um, He was raised in Kelowna, British Columbia as the son of an ice hockey player, but he started his acting career on a soap opera called Santa Barbara. And then he did Beverly Hills 90210. And then he did Soap Dish. This guy was even in the notebook, ladies and gentlemen, a drama king in his own right. My dear friend, Paul Johansson. Hello, Paul.
3: Hi. (laughs) That's just because we share our lives privately. We know our dramas.
1: (laughs) Drama King and Queen, for sure. Oh my goodness. Wait, what did it feel like to watch this episode back? I mean, how long has it been since you've watched an episode except for the one? Did you watch one before you did our live episode?
3: I have to admit I didn't watch it. Oh, I watched part of it. No, I did. I watched part of it. Yeah, you saw
1: some of it because we discussed it. Yeah, um But to really right. sit and just take it all in after...
3: 2011, yeah, the it's, season finale. Right. Yeah. The, the, the series finale. Yeah, it's that been... It. That was
1: the last one I watched. It's been a long time. How'd that feel? <laughs> yeah. You know,
3: actually, um, there's a lot... The, you know, the world has turned TV, right? All the great filmmakers are making TV shows now. Yeah. Right? All the big actors, our big stars, we're like, oh, they'll never do TV. They're all TV stars. Yeah, now. it's They're all awesome changed. It's a huge different world out there. And so, but to go and see the, the, the simpleness and the, the sweetness, and we were talking about it during the, the pot, the, the, the episode we were watching together, there was something really charming. And, and the way that our creators made music, the backbone of our show. Yeah. I gave it a, gave it a kind of like a poetry about it. Don't you think?
1: I am. Um, I totally think so. I felt like, um, they introduced me to a lot of bands that I didn't know about. Um, I guess because I was never really into the modern, trendy music scene. I was always such like an old hippie with music and listening to Carole King in my room and Billy Joel. And so it was really fun to be able to hear what all the new bands were and, and it'd be introduced to all this new talent. Um, and clearly Jimmy Eat World at the time was uh, a really big deal and got bigger. Um, so that was really fun. Um,
3: Did our show have something to do with the a little bit of a bump in their career? I
1: think it <laughs> did. I mean, I don't, I would love to ask them, but, uh, it had to have, I mean, the show was huge at the time. Season two was when it really started to lift off, which is crazy. Cause we've been saying this whole time that it's, was such a boring season. Like, or just not boring, but kind of a terrible season. It was just so over the top and so many things yeah. that we didn't love. But, um, yeah, no, I,
3: You know, it reminds me when I, you've mentioned, um, Santa Barbara, like nobody yes. back, back in the days, doing soap operas. The producer used to walk through the set before every scene going, remember tension, everybody, tension. <laughs> like they wanted conflict, conflict. Every scene has to have conflict. And so I, and I was watching this episode and I was like going, this is kind of the formula for keeping people interested. Yeah. You know? Conflict, conflict. And this episode is rife with conflict.
1: It's non-stop. I mean, it Which is a finale. Is- so I think that's fair enough.
3: I wouldn't have said this 10 years ago when I watched if I watched this episode, which I think I did. But my favorite storyline in this episode, I really liked Jake and Hillary's story. Yeah. I thought there was something. I mean, she was literally sobbing at every scene. Every
1: scene. <laughs> I wish she was here right now because she would have so many fun things to say about that. Um,
3: <laughs> but you know, he's got um, you know, now that I'm a single dad. Yeah. And I know and you're you know, we, we both know what it's like to raise, you know, a, a little one in in the, in the in the craziness of of having, you know,
1: family cord and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, hard. So it's hard.
3: You know, and you see, you know, his, you know, I just see a real kind of honor about the way that he approached it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's fighting hard, but he's but he's but he's he's still got this. Great. And I love his love for his daughter, that it's it's more than his love for even Peyton. Yeah. kind of be a great parent. You kind of love your kids more than your partner.
1: (laughs) I don't know. You know what? I actually have I've heard different sides on that. And I'm very curious about that. Well, that's something that actually is worth talking about, because as a parent, I mean, I'm a single mom, so I don't I don't I can't speak from experience on this, but. It does seem to me that in order to give your child the stability that a child needs, that making your partner the most important person in the, the family um, to you and then the children come second kind of eliminates an element of codependence with your child that, y- you know, the child knows their place in the structure of the family and their place in the world rather than feeling like they might be above the other parent.
3: That is a beautiful interpretation uh, i've never heard it put that way before but i really need to sit with that and ponder that i i love it i, I my, m- what i would submit to you would be one is that i think they may be different loves yeah you know and that and the second part would be that um i've never experienced <laughs> the, yeah that me I, either that i've come first before anything <laughs> <laughs> like it's usually no my career comes first you know this is my favorite car you're never driving it you know, mostly, <laughs> like, all right well
1: <laughs> yeah, no I I don't think I've ever I never experienced that either. Um not you in my childhood. Been
3: put first ever 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 in someone's life. Like you've never been you are my priority. I'm going to make sure that this is the most important thing to me. And you've never been made to feel that way? Um
1: I don't I think I have a couple of with like a maybe a I can think of maybe one or maybe two boyfriends that I've felt that way with, but it always came with baggage of like there was actually a neediness underneath it where by them making me the priority, it felt like they were that was my follow up question yeah, it <laughs> was it was she more, was, more about them everybody. than it right. it was more about yeah. them than it was about me. so yes. so I think no, I don't think you I've,
3: see why it's hard it's hard for us as men to know <laughs> like, I'm gonna make you first well if I make her first, she won't respect me. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, okay, I'm going to pretend, she is first, but I'm going to let her know that. I'm going to act like, you know, I'm not going to go with the guys tonight, you know, right? <laughs> well, it's our anniversary, well, yeah, we'll celebrate with, you know, we'll do it tomorrow.
1: I don't know if it's that it's that I wouldn't respect it or don't respect it. I think it's just that I don't want there to be any guile about it. I don't want there to be any, like, right. like, you're trying to get something out of it by being the knight in shining armor, like, it's the quiet honor that you actually talk about a lot, Paul in your life and the way that you function in your life with your relationships and with your son and with your work. And there's a, there's an internal honor code that, and that I think is what I'm looking for in the context of what we're talking about, where it's not just, um, Hey, look at me. I'm the knight in shining armor. Okay. Now give me something for it. It's just a, like a genuine offering of you're my priority and I don't need you to give anything anything back because then I will give above and beyond. But if I sense that there's guile, I, it freaks me out and I, I kind of back off.
3: Let me ask you a question about that. When you feel you're about to step over that line of that code ever, because I know you and I have a lot of similarities with it. Yeah.
1: Thing,
3: it's almost like an alarm is ringing inside of you going, you're not, this isn't who you are. This isn't your, but even if yeah. it's easy. and you test that code sometimes
1: even if it's what say again
3: even even if it's it's an easy step over the line like something you know that you you like i don't know this is a terrible example but like taking a job just for the money when you know that it's like something you shouldn't be doing because your hearts are going to be in it yeah right i know a lot of people may not may not be able to understand that but from an artist's point of view that that's almost like selling your soul right and it's painful but we've all kind of gone there yeah and you, what you do is you try not to be too hard on yourself Yeah, done and say, you know, I'm, you know, it's like, I've got to be able to forgive myself for that moment because there's a bigger picture here. If I can, if I can really live the good life that I want to live and and most of all, wake up and look in the mirror and not be disappointed, then everything else will be okay. Yeah. Eventually. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. There has to be that internal honor code. And, and as artists, I think we, as, as actors, particularly, I guess, we become, um, professional bullshit detectors Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and that you know bleeds into our relationships because (laughs) I know I do my alarms all go crazy and destroys them too yeah if I feel like somebody's not being real with me and then I can just pick and pick and pick um but but bring (laughs) bringing it back to the kids which is that you know I have never been I haven't been in a relationship long enough with uh, my, a a romantic relationship long enough while I've had my daughter to be able to say that this theory works, but in theory it does seem to make sense to me. And I appreciate what what Jake does here.
3: If there was a, if there was a scale you you say like, here's the, here's the components that I need to be in a relationship. Like you have to be attracted to the other person. Of course. You have to respect them. Yes. And you have to have similar long-term goals.
1: Yeah, va- values and long-term goals. Uh, and I you, guess. Yeah.
3: Is there anything else I'm missing on that?
1: No, I think I think that's it. Values is a huge there. one, and and then yeah. yeah, long-term goals. I think. Well, long-term goals change. I mean, the long-term goals I think I had when I was 20 are very different from what I have now.
3: See, for me, it was only I just had to be trapped. Every- <laughs> that was think, really that was the cutoff.
1: <laughs> Which, How many years did you live like that? <laughs> As a, um, as a as a handsome acting bachelor, like party man out there, you had access to everything. I mean, everything at your feet, at your disposal. How long did you live your life that way before you started to go, "Okay, I, I need a shift now."
3: My dating life is an HBO special. <laughs> it is it is a it is a complicated long. I mean, I dated a girl that we were followed by the CIA one time. I dated a What?
1: Girl,
3: yeah, I dated a girl who was involved in a very big political scandal back in like the late 19 19- <laughs> 1980s um and uh, uh, and you know he's quite a famous person and then you know you know who else I've dated it's been yeah. a very interesting but you know I, I didn't I came from a small town you said at the beginning of the thing from Kelowna British Columbia yeah beautiful little glacier lake town in, in Canada which and and you know and you and like you you came from New Jersey and now we You meet all these people that everyone has this idea what they are. Nobody, nobody is like what they perceive to be in their, in the public persona. Everybody's way more complicated, nuanced, and different.
1: Yeah. I totally agree with that. It's so hard to just take one glance or know a character or know, you know, read some interviews or whatever, see some interviews and feel like you really have a whole rounded picture. Of a person. You said
3: when, when Jake was on his motorcycle, you like what'd you say? You said he's
1: such a teen heartthrob.
3: <laughs> so that, there you go. See the image of a young, handsome, honorable single man fighting for your hair looks.
1: I know. Like, thanks. I'm having fun with my on, hair guy on the
3: motorcycle. He's, he's got the James Dean look over his shoulder. He's not looking right at you. He's got to look over his shoulder a little oh, bit. Yeah. he's got everything going on, and you go and I guess I could hear on the other side you sweating. I can hear. You <laughs> like, oh, And I was like going, yeah, okay, I get it. There's the imagery, but that sort of plays into our thing. It's like, this is the presentation, but but we know he's goofy and lovable and intelligent and funny and fun. And like, it's, he's not this like deep and tortured, you know what I mean? So we get these,
2: these fragments. You get glimpses. Glimpses. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the
1: door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah,
2: <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents, and you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe.
1: Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way.
2: Lavender for me.
1: Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence.
2: Get yours now at a retail store near you.
1: My
0: Wayfair account has been <laughs> <laughs> guys it's one of those passwords that i just store on my computer because i'm always logging in whether i'm doing something from my house for one of the charities that i work with we're re- you know we renovated the teacher workrooms at my kid's school wayfair is just the best resource for any and all renovation projects
1: I agree. I'm finding a great price on the perfect new piece for your home. It's super satisfying or for a place that you're contributing to. Wayfair is the place to shop for everything home from sofas and beds to dining sets, decor. They have it all. You can find thousands of huge deals site-wide up to 80% off like Hillary just said. And the selection is pretty unbelievable. I feel like anything I need to find that has to do with home, whether it's faucets for renovations or rugs or outdoor patio furniture or chandeliers or gadgets for your kitchen. It's all there.
0: That's right. You can find everything you need for your living room, outdoor areas, bedrooms, and more. And they have a huge selection of home goods, ranging from appliances and area rugs to beds and wall art. And it's all on sale.
1: On sale. Wayfair has something for every home, no matter your style or budget.
0: Don't miss Wayfair's biggest sale of the year to get everything home. Head to Wayfair.com now to shop Wayday for three days only. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R dot com. Wayday ends May 6th. Friends, we need a second to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of the product features that I love is their asset library. You can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. They also have flexible website templates, so you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then you just customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want, so your idea, your brand, or your business stands out online on every device. Plus, They will make selling your products on an online store a breeze. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Go to squarespace.com drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So I play this little game every morning where I leave the house looking decrepit. And then I drop my children off at school and then I get to my office and I take out a nice cute little bag that came with my Thrive Cosmetic order. And with just a couple of products, I'm able to look like a normal, happy, healthy human again. It's incredible. I love these products. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Now, a few of my favorite products include their incredible Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner. It's easy-to-use waterproof pencil, holds like wax, and blends like a powder. Just line brows to give them some structure and create natural-looking strokes of hair to fill in sparse brows. It comes with a spoolie brush to lift and tame brows after applying the pencil, and there are eight shades to choose from that adjust to your natural brow color for a perfect match every time. Now, my other favorite product, I've been talking about this forever, is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Their unique formula creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. And it's super easy to remove, you guys. This is my favorite part. It just slides right off with warm water, doesn't leave smudges, doesn't pull your eyelashes out. It's incredible. Its nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash drama. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash drama for 10% off your first order. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, Booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or Find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.
1: Well, I loved the glimpses we got of him and Hillary. I I agree. They did a really nice job and they had a great storyline. And I also really liked Chad in this episode a lot. I thought he was really sincere. I
3: agree. You know, some of the most profound being there moments Yeah. I thought so, too. I thought he didn't stretch. He wasn't pushing hard. It was very natural. I agree with you. I think he was very good in this episode.
1: Yeah, really sincere and just kind of uh, the thread between all this, all the storylines. Like you
3: question the moment when he sits and judges Haley for playing around. She wasn't it wasn't. It wasn't sexual in context with you and and, and, and Oh
1: yeah, and, but come on, he hasn't seen her in ages. Like the first time he shows up to see her, and she's like on a couch, you know, mess wrestling with this guy. I don't know. I get really that he was cold, annoyed. Oh,
3: giggling, giggling, and then he's he's passing judgment. I was like going, like, <laughs> oh, come, come on, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, one of that's the Real too. That's real.
1: Right? It is, and one she of the things about understand. going back and watching this show, um, I it's been fun to realize where we are now in our maturity and our understanding of the gray areas of life and how nothing is exactly what it seems. And, you know, there's just so many facets to a person and their experiences. And when you're in high school or when you're in your early 20s, like we were when we were filming it, um, and, you know, then there, you have so much judgment and the world seems much more black and white. And I think you and I see that with our kids, too, because I know Maria's like that. The Things are very black and white and <laughs> trying to explain, well, there's gray areas here. I mean, I know, Quint, you're laughing. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: Especially. Um, atheist, communist, I'm this way, Dad. I'm like, yeah, come tell me in five years what you are, you know. Right. It's all going to change. It's funny. I was thinking about what you were saying about the, the what we – our perception of people too is like when I was in high school, I knew what my, my future wife was going to be. She was going to be speak French and wear Chanel all the time, and she was going to be, <laughs> you know, speak nine languages and you know, have a PhD in philosophy, and she's going to love me, and we're going to be together forever. Oh my Five
1: god, days. that's such a high bar,
3: <laughs> right? And then, <laughs> and, you know, in my 40s and 50s, she has to have a pulse. It's like literally, just like, I'm going to narrow it down way (laughs) small. Right?
1: Oh, God. I know. I was, I'm looking at my notes here because there was so, there was so much drama in this episode. I have lots of notes too. Oh, you do? Talk about Dan for a second. Yeah. Let's talk about Dan because what the hell was that with Karen? (laughs) Oh, my God.
3: You're going to the kiss right away? Go- you okay, well, we can
1: build up to it. Go ahead. Well,
3: I just thought that, you know, I just see, okay, first off, there was something up early on with you, right? We had a little thing there, right? Was that you? It was,
1: that was a flashback when you brought the annulment papers. That's right. Okay. So yeah.
3: Okay. That sets up this finale. Definitely. Right. And that's the papers that you gave Lucas. Right. Or copies of, to give to him. Yeah, because
1: you, I think you forged Nathan's signature or something, but you gave me the paperwork and told me that Nathan had signed it. And so I believed you. How many times do people have to be proven wrong by believing Dan and finding out that he's just lying?
3: What's that old adage again? It's like when people show you who they are.
1: Believe them. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: But, you know, I got to be honest with you, um even though I'm the actor playing the part. Um, I really enjoyed Dan. I enjoyed when he came on, I went, okay, something's going to happen. And yeah. that's a nice feeling. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Is that one of the, your favorite things about playing Dan and, or playing a character that is uh, so um, instigating of things? Or I don't know. Help me with my I vocabulary.
3: Because this is a re- you, you're so like this is why you and I are friends. Your instincts as an artist are always so like, like perfect. It's like <laughs> I, I love talking because it's shorthand with us. We know yeah. I, I know that you cut to stuff. When Karen comes in and she's mad, she's like spitting fire, man. You know she's Satan's mistress at the moment, and she comes in. If you the first cut to me sitting in the chair. I see her in my eyes and immediately I start to go, got
2: her. Because right. if I can
3: infect somebody and, and then my character is smiling because he knows I got her. All yeah. I, why would he do anything unless he got a reaction? Everything is for a reaction. Yeah. And that was the fun part of playing Dan was I get to make people react.
1: Yes. That's so fun. Yes. That's, that's the fun part about any, anyone will tell you playing a villain is fun. Because you get to get a reaction out of people. Everything that you do is very forward movement. Um, and it's it's got a lot of energy behind it. It's really fun.
3: But then you don't play, you don't, you don't, you don't you don't want to the, the, the real interesting and nuance to that, which makes it really interesting, is once you've got them is you play opposite their energy when they come in the room. Yes. She's moving and moving, moving, and I'm very still. Yeah. And she's moving and moving, and I'm very still. It's like you want and make them Rage
1: oh, God. It's a classic. I mean, I know you and I both have experience with narcissists in different areas in our life. And um <laughs> I, it's that, but that is so classic. That's what they do. They pick at you and pick at you, and they do enough things to where you explode because you're a normal human being with a normal reaction. And then they turn around and go, look how crazy you are. Oh, my I, I goodness. You, help. you really need help. Yeah. Yeah. I know, so, it's scary. But you knew that and, you know, you knew how to add those layers to Dan, which I well, love.
3: You know, it's funny because, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, there's no specifics in this because I don't think it's Of fair. course. Because we pull a lot of our, you know, our, our work off of not one person, but just a plethora of, of life experience. Absolutely. But I will say that the people that have irritated me that have got under my skin the most are the ones that I... I against my better nature still trusted. Like I Because yeah. they they were good. They were like, you know, supportive and loving and this and this. But something inside of me was going, Yeah, this doesn't feel authentic, but I still wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah, right. It's that gut feeling. It's hard to get in touch with your gut sometimes if you I spent a lot of years of my life believing that. Uh, my instincts were bad and, 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 um, just messed up. Like there was something wrong with my instincts. And so I needed to trust other people's instincts for me. And I spent a lot of time handing out my autonomy to other people that I trusted. Some people were lovely people that I trusted and some people did terrible things to me because I trusted them and, um, I shouldn't have, but at the end of the day, that's my fault for not, not, um, well, I guess, I mean, you're a kid when I was, especially when you're young, you know, those things get taught to you in such strange ways. But um, at the end of the day, it is our responsibility to learn how to come out of that and and trust that nobody knows better for us than us. We're the only people that have our gut. We're the only people living our lives and, um, you know, walking through life, not taking chances, not not risking trusting the wrong people is no way to live. So I think you kind of have to do that. You have to experiment with that.
3: These are the great takeaways from our show, though. Imagine our audience watches all these scenarios. In this episode, there was 50 different scenarios of people being manipulated or feeling bad or situations not going the way you wanted them to. And it was about how people reacted to them. And so when all of our fans come up to us at conventions on the street and they want to talk about the show and they want to hear about it, you know, you realize that they're living through these characters yeah. and they're bringing in their own life experiences and going and, and it helps in a way. And I, and I don't mean like to educate, but the more you see it going bad, the more you see it going good, the more you see in how people react to situations, the more that you can say, oh, this is why I need to watch this show because it, it, it gives me at least some sort of um, um, confirmation that I'm not crazy and that I'm not the bad person or I'm not doing anything wrong. Life just happens and mm. it's how I react to it
1: I that love really that. defines who I am. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Oh, that's a really sweet way of looking at the show too. I love that. Mm. You said, speaking of trust issues, you said when we were watching this episode... Lucas and Haley were laying in bed. They were just, you know, it was a late night, best friends, just laying there staring out at the moon shining in the window and talking about, as as (laughs) it does, you know, talking about life. And um, he says, I noticed you're not wearing your wedding ring. And she says, it's not because I don't love him. And it's not because of the press tour or the record label. It's because I feel like I don't deserve to, and you didn't buy it. No, I didn't. And I think that's a really genuine. So tell, okay, tell me what you think. Tell me what why that bothered you so much. Wait a
3: minute, we're good friends. Yeah. You tell me why you think I didn't bother. <laughs> and then I'll tell you if you're right. <laughs> you know me, and I want to see. This is like a. This is like that. You know, like that on the dating game. They go, "How well do you know your partner?" Oh
1: gosh. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. How? Let's see. You felt like it was a, uh, you felt like it was an evasive answer. And uh, I think you were bothered by the fact that she wasn't being completely honest with herself. You felt like she wasn't being honest with herself or with Lucas. I think it also bothered you because I know you've been lied to many times Mm -hmm. by women in your life. And I'm sure that's built up a pattern. So I wonder if maybe your immediate distrust of that answer was partly because you felt like you've been lied to a lot. I don't know. You are
3: 100% in my mind. You know me better than anybody, (laughs) and you answered it beautifully. You are right on the money. Really? Uh, Yeah, it was. I I was listening to myself, a much prettier version of myself. <laughs> and you got,
1: so, so, you uh, thought the real answer maybe would be uh, I'm confused. Being, I don't know what I want. And
3: you, know, you got uh, it better the first time when you said that there was, a, there was a bit of dishonesty to herself about it. You know, I think that she knows why she took it off, but admitting it is too, um, is too um, accountable. It would make her too accountable for what she's really feeling. Which and is so, what do you think? Which is like, I mean, look, not what, what's, what's on the show, but what Paul Johansson interprets those types of behaviors. Well, but yes,
1: that's what I'm asking. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah right. Okay, good. Because I want to make sure there's definitely a difference. So my interpretation of that is like, I, I'm a good girl. I, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to cheat on my husband. I'm never going to put it out there that I'm available even though I'm still married, blah, 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 blah but I'm going to take off my ring and, and, and tickle. And, you know, my, my best friend on the sofa, giggly, giggly with some sexual, you know, vibes to it. Mm. But I'm I'm innocent though. I'm innocent. My feeling is I'm a diehard romantic. I always have been, I believe in love. I'm just not very good at it. And my feeling is, is if I truly loved somebody, you would have to cut my finger off before you could get my wedding ring Mm -hmm. off. Even after we divorced, because my love like is is immutable it is strong and i believe in it i believe in that i believe in marriage i believe in that stuff i just wish that you know that there was like we you and i lived in a fairy tale world where like you know love could survive anything if it was real you know what i mean but it can't you know it's it's (laughs) it's a it's a romantic vision of the world that doesn't exist and so it bothers me that it doesn't exist you know what i mean
1: yes i do know what you mean it's i not a would <laughs> you say? It's not a perfect
3: answer, but it's mine.
1: <laughs> it, yes, yeah, so I, I still just don't understand it, though. I don't understand. I mean, I I get generally what you're saying, but I don't quite understand does she what still
3: you still love Nathan. Does she still love him? Yes. Does she does, like? And, and he knows that she loves her. Right? Yes. So that's that's real. So that's all the ring means. Taking the ring off is not like taking off because they don't deserve it. Taking the ring off is saying you know, I'm basically saying I'm available. My heart is not taken by one person anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that's what the symbolism to me meant. That's why I went, I called them BS on that.
2: Uh,
1: so it was like a, almost like a, it's a way of deceiving yourself. That's but what really what, what you're doing is uh, notifying the world that you are available again.
3: And do you think any more love story was more profound on the series One Tree Hill for 10 or nine years That love story—that was the love story of the show.
1: Yeah, it was. It was my
3: favorite one to watch, and I was there when he proposed to you. I shot that episode.
1: Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh, Paul! I forgot about that. That's awesome. I
3: shot the one where you guys were, you know, falling off the bed, leaving the voice message together, and I mean, I loved shooting you guys together.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna bat back at that response, and and you're not totally wrong, actually. Uh, In my opinion, based on me being me as Haley listening to that response, I wouldn't say you're totally wrong. But what I would say is that there is an element of feeling like she doesn't deserve it because she knows that she hasn't lived up to Nathan's expectations of her. And that she has sort of allowed herself to open her heart to the possibility of other people or someone else and maybe the marriage ending. And like that that would lead her then to feeling that self-loathing of, I don't even deserve this anyway. Which it's kind of like a double-edged, is it a double-edged sword? Is that the right analogy? It's definitely... yeah, I mean I think I've been well, in Can th- we
3: can we Joy? Can we love can you love two men at the same time? Oof. Can you be in love? With two guys? Like
1: I don't person? know.
3: You know what I mean? I
1: don't know.
3: I, I know that I can't.
1: Yeah. I know
3: that I can't because I know me now after all these years. I know that I can only love one person at a time.
1: I mean I could love people in different ways.
3: Yeah, but you know what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah. No, I it's been it's up. hard. Yeah. there's always like if I'm really in love with someone I've I've done it where I've been in love with someone it's not working and then I go out with other people and um as much as I try great as they are I'm the same yeah we just, just I just can't no it's no, too I, hard yeah,
3: absolutely um well yeah well, the other thing was the was the like you know we've commented on the the um um uh Kieran and and Karen. Yeah, I
1: was going to go to them next because that's another another thing of of the tragedies of not to not to. Well, I should go on to this quote. The quote was there are two tragedies in life. This is the quote of the episode. There are two tragedies in the life. Shaw, right? Yes. To uh, gain the desire of your heart or to lose the desire of your heart and also to gain it. So another loss here, Karen and Andy. And...
3: Yes, but I love the two actors. I love them very much. Mm-hmm. In fact, I really love them. It the the love that that felt forced a little bit to me. It felt a little bit un unearned in terms of the way that it ended to me. What do you
1: mean? Because you because they it just didn't feel like they had enough history.
3: That's that's really the the crux of the point. You you captured immediately as as you do, Joy. But part also is that I felt that you know they maybe there was something edited out of the episode that might have given us a little bit more. To oh, shoot. that's
1: interesting. You
3: know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, but also you haven't been watching the last, you know, twenty-two episodes, and there has been me up publicly. You're calling me out.
3: <laughs> <now>. <laughs>
1: oh, come on. We know you don't have time for that. You um, you fancy now. You got so much going on.
3: That last line that he threw out at her. Right?
1: Oh, that was rough. That felt like it didn't need to be said. What did he say? Well, oh, I love you. I love you too. It. Oh, it just yeah. seems like it just isn't enough. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Wow. Ouch. That was rough. Um, yeah, that was rough. But Karen had a Karen had a big episode here. Oh,
3: she was when she came firing in, man. That's she great. does. She does that Irish anger really. Yeah.
1: We were saying in the other episode, her whole chest went red and her face when she got angry yeah. with Lucas for something a few uh, episodes ago. It was great.
3: A lot of scenes together. Yeah. yeah. She's, you know, and she's such a, a calm and kind person in life. So it's great to see that her, 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 um, her, her, as we, what do they call it, the, her, her, her paint, her, her canvas. Her canvas is so beautiful with colors that she can just Aww. draw them in. You know what I mean?
1: It's lovely. There was one moment in this that felt strange to me, which was when after Andy leaves your office and you throw the award Award. Through the new glass window, yeah. presumably the new glass window. It didn't feel you know what bugged sense. me about it, Paul, is that I just didn't believe Dan would ever give anyone the satisfaction of knowing that they had pissed him off.
3: No, I, I agree with you. I think there was some there were some conversations on this set about it was an un, um, unmotivated overreaction to me, and I, I think that they, I remember having that conversation, but what they wanted was the bookends yeah. the window back to back for, you know, for the drama of the finale. And so we had to get there somewhere. My job is to give them what they wish in a way that feels truthful. Yeah. Um, and if it, and, and honestly, um, sometimes you can't fully achieve those things when requested, even when you put your very best work into it, you know.
2: Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the door and it's
1: like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house
2: is clean. And I think the best
1: way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean
2: home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature <laughs> scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe.
1: Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way.
2: Lavender for me.
1: Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence.
2: Get yours now at a retail store near you. I know there's a couple folks
0: out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, So we have that solved for you. We figured it out. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.
1: Okay, friends, we are here to help you out. Mother's Day is May 12th. That means it's fast approaching. So instead of scrambling last minute this year, Hillary and I think you should try Macy's for your Mother's Day gifts.
0: Oh, we sure do. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. You can shop by price, like $25 and under to $100 and under. Categories like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or their gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, or for grandma, or for gifts that are already wrapped.
1: Macy's is making it so easy on you. Find top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TV, the frame, which I have a couple of love them. They're all at Macy's.com slash Gift Finder. Head on over to Macy's.com slash Gift Finder
0: for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively.
1: So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I've had um, plenty of times in my life and seasons where I have needed a safe space where I could just. Uh, know that there was no judgment. I could just sort of dump out whatever I was thinking. And sometimes Mm. even just hearing myself say things out loud made it Mm -hmm. easier to go, wait a second, actually, I don't believe that. Why am I carrying that narrative around in my brain? But it doesn't always feel easy to say that kind of stuff to friends or people you're in relationship with. So I love therapy for that reason and many more.
2: I do too. I totally agree, especially because therapy is a dedicated chunk of time. Like for me, it's an hour a week,
1: Oh gosh, I'm so excited whenever we get these offers. I love using my coupons that I virtually clip out for Thrive because they have all these options of things that I can't find in my local grocer. And the one thing everyone has to do is grocery shop, right? So
2: why not do Mm -hmm. it from the comfort of your couch? And for me, that's where Thrive Market comes in. Totally agree. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and my household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online and then quick ship to my doorstep huge time saver.
1: I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And I use their online filters to suit my lifestyle needs. So whether you're looking for organic kids snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks to make simpler, healthier swaps.
2: Not only do we all save time shopping as Thrive Market members, but I love that I save money on every single grocery order. I mean, on average, it's over 30% savings every single time. Whether that's pantry staples, like you said, like, you know, peanut butter and coconut oil, or I am getting the gluten-free snacks I'm actually supposed to be eating. It really (laughs) makes a big difference. When you join Thrive Market, you are also... Helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. So save time and money. Shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash drama for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash drama. Thrivemarket.com slash drama. <laughs>
1: What was your experience like on other shows with things like that? Because I think in TV, that happens a lot where something is just on a page or, you know, a writer's room decided, here's what we need for the poetry of the of the episode. And they're not taking into consideration that an actor, you know, m- may be able to bring to light reasons why it would not be organic to do it that way. Um and yet it's television. It's not film. We don't have time to rehearse and adjust all those things. Do you, was it, was it, uh, the similar on other TV shows that you had been on that there was a lot of that all the time, or was it mostly on more on one tree Hill or less, or you've had such well, a long career. There's
3: two, there's two answers to that, that I, would like to, that I would like to put forward. First off is, cause it's a really great question for people that are listening that have, you know, um, ideas of, theater or acting, or whatever. And so they may run into these situations. It's always nice to talk about the process, especially the collaborative process on that level. On procedural shows, you know, you know them all. There's so many of them. Yeah. There's no conversations. This is what's happening. the committee. The committee has has just passed down the lecture and this is yeah. what's happening Do because they shoot them fast, you get out and you don't have debate, you know, um on that. It's it's happening. Um, on on a show with a really hands-on kind of showrunner, like a Matt Weiner who I've worked for, people like that. There's intelligent conversations which help you understand the processes where they got to. And these aren't, you know, these sort of like quick decisions. They're very thought out and they have meaningful collaborations with actors and you get to to figure things out which, which work and they will make adjustments in order to make that work. but to turn it all around from a directing point of view as a director and you've worked with me as a director. If an actor says to me, uh, this isn't, I, I, I'm not, just doesn't feel organic. I feel like I'm, I'm faking this. Yeah. To me, that is like the death of anything I ever want filmed.
1: Yeah. I'm the same way. You know, yeah, you are. Mm. And I remember
3: one time, you know, you and I were working on a scene and you were supposed to what you were supposed to get really mad at something. And you said, I just feel like I want to like wipe this table clean and smash everything. I said, well, then do it. And you're like, I can do that. And you kind of stopped. Remember in your tracks? Yes. Like, I can do it. I went, yeah. And I said, well, then they'll have to clean it all up. And I said, then they'll have to clean it all up. Yeah. Do like yeah. that's no disrespect to the crew, but that's their
1: job. Yeah, sure. You know,
3: well, have a job. Your job is to be truthful. And our job is to give you the environment to be truthful in. Yes. You know, so you figure it out, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember on soaps there was there was such a fast mm-hmm. pace with that schedule, and I, I don't know if they were shot differently in L.A. than they were in New York because did you guys do camera blocking? Like you went 20, in and did like yeah. rehearsal blocking in a blank room, then you did camera blocking, and then everybody shot. They had like a slot between one and five that they would go in and shoot their scenes in the afternoon. That's how we, we shot did ours. Two of
3: the three of those, we didn't have a rehearsal blocking. That one. we had an on set. Read through where the director and the producers would walk through the set and go, Conflict, Conflict! and the director would go, This is where you stand, and then you move over here, then you move over here, and they would literally paint lines on the floor so you wouldn't miss it, you know. That <laughs> kind of but, but then they always had was four, right? You know, the what? Or, always three or four cameras going, yep, same time. And then in the afternoon, you'd block out your pieces and shoot them, and you usually do them twice right?
1: Because there were some soaps that would, you would go in and everything was done all at once. So you would go in and do your blocking, then you would immediately do camera blocking, and then you would shoot your scene. So everybody just went in hair and makeup at different times, but everything would happen at once. And I never liked the idea of that. I'm glad we didn't do that because we gave us time to process after our blocking rehearsal, You'd have time to process before you went back to camera blocking and said, wait, something feels wrong. Something doesn't feel right about this. Um, But
3: Tree Hill was, um, every director had kind of their own vibe, but we always kept the same kind of formula, right? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Everybody, you would come in, get your makeup done. You'd really just get to set and start. You'd rehearse quickly. There was a 20-minute break for camera blocking, or two hours, depending on... (laughs) <laughs> depending on what was going on that day
2: and well, then you shoot quickly. we did sure, We
3: sure, along the fans would have loved to have been in the um in the uh, makeup room where all the gossip was going down oh, yeah. and people were talking about their weekends and who did what and what and where and now and now like bonding and friendships and people bringing in cookies it's it was it was very nice it was fun it was there
1: was also a lot of drama in the hair and makeup trailer and i we've we've talked a lot hillary sophia and i on the show have talked a lot about um you know there's just so many so easy to have so many misunderstandings and and um it's so it is a place for gossip a lot of the time and something i can say that i've noticed in this business is as time has gone on, it's not like it used to be in the hair and makeup trailer. It's talking about someone behind their back or gossip or, you know, where the whole trailer's just like up in arms talking about something. Mm-hmm. That's not happening anymore. I haven't seen that on a set in a very long time. Good. Yeah. So I don't know. You know
3: because it's distracting. And a lot of times I would wear headphones because I just couldn't um, hear. I have to go do a scene with somebody and I'm finding all these things out about them. Have nothing to do with my scene, and I really want to be focused on the work, know, preparing my performance and preparing yeah you know, my, my mental place for that character to be walking into the scene. You know, that whole thing that people um, one thing that is always lacking in conversations about watching shows. When you watch next time you watch a TV show, um, and a new scene starts, you know, remember that character is coming in with all the history of everything that just happened to that character before. When you're an actor. That's what you're reviewing before you go into the, you're walking into the set, your head's going, when, when's the last time I saw this person? What did they say to me? How did I react? What happened since then? What new information have I learned? Yeah. And now I'm walking into the scene and I have something to say, but it doesn't just happen where you walk out and say your lines,
1: Right. There's a
3: whole prior event value going on there. Yeah. Audiences, when they watch it, they go, oh, this person's always got, they're coming in with something. It's like, it's because they're doing their work.
1: Yeah. And you have to have the space to be able to do that in an undistracted space like that. It's super important. I think that's probably why I think that's one of the reasons why artists get a bad rap as being really fussy sometimes, because you can be in a moment where you're really trying to give the prepare to give the most authentic performance so that the audience can have the most authentic experience. And, uh, if you if you get annoyed with someone who's bouncing around the set chit-chatting chit, or you know just being super distracting or somebody who's standing next to you and just gossiping or trying to rope you into something and if you you know in your zone go i can't i can't deal with that right now can we you know because it's so hard to stay focused and also turn to someone and go into a completely different zone of, hey, listen, um, I'm just trying to focus right now on my work. And I totally respect that you want to have this conversation. Would you mind doing it somewhere else? Like my brain, it's really hard for me to maintain, um, but yeah, but to maintain that dual, like, I, I don't know how to stay in. I can't stay in my zone. I have to come out of my zone in order to take care of someone else's problem and then try and find my way back into my zone and that's really hard
3: Joy's so difficult to work with <laughs> really neat i can't believe she asked me not to talk about my new gardening on my backyard <laughs> i was in the middle of telling her about my beets being planted and she said i need space <laughs> right and you're like going, oh, no but i want to hear about your beets but my favorite person i think on the set you know everyone has an onset demeanor right yeah everyone like we're sitting in chairs we're we're yakking away, we're rehearsing or we're talking, we're chatting about whatever. We're sitting in our, in our director chairs waiting to go and shoot a scene and we're all showing around. There was one person who's my favorite person I've ever worked with and her name is, I'll, I'll name some of her movies you tell me who it is. Okay. She was in um, uh, the Daniel Day-Lewis movie <gasps> about Lincoln.
1: Um, about, oh, okay.
3: She was in uh, Fried Green Tomatoes, Tender Mercies.
1: Mary she Stuart in- Masterson? Sally Field. Sally Field. Oh but my one gosh. Of
3: my favorite on set demeanors. Sally comes with her own chair. Okay. And a bag. And she's fully, fully rehearsed. Knows not only her lines, but everybody's lines. She's the smartest person in the room. She sits down and she just needle points all day. Wow. And listens. And then when it's her turn, she- sit down and she's amazing it's like one of those things where wow. she's just keeps her but she doesn't leave even when she's not in the scene she's still there needle pointing
1: you worked <laughs> with her on soap dish, soap dish yeah. one of she's my favorite in... movies
3: <laughs> very funny movie
1: very funny movie
3: Maggie I was at the gym doing leg lifts father Corey told me of your experience in the soup kitchen are you all right <laughs> And I'm, my shirt's off and I'm glistening. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. so
1: good. I Brilliant. love that. You know who else on our show sounds very similar to that, actually? Sharon Lawrence is stellar at that. I, she is a, a dynamite actress and also can really manage. Um, she's just such a Southern genteel woman. She knows how to manage every personality around she her. She
3: loves you, Joy. Oh, she, I love her she, too. Uh, she's, have we talked to was it the party that you had at your was it a Christmas party? My Christmas a, party, yeah. She was just, you know, we talked about you, and she's like, she gets what I get. You know, oh, you,
1: sweet. Thank she, you. Yeah,
3: she really does.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing to be an artist in this, in this world.
3: James had a very sort of solo, alone vibe in this episode. You know, suffering by himself kind of like, you know, people come in and go, but then nobody stays with him. He's yeah. kind of he's kind of I, I really like the way they designed that to make him kind of like a man alone. You know what I mean?
1: That's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. I really like that too, because all we've seen of him is with Lucas in the last few episodes where um or or dealing with stuff with Dan and this was the first time, even the dinner table or the barbecue table that Dan set out. Set out flowers for apparently. I, I was like, wow, the lavender's out on the table. Okay, Dan. Um, my
3: Give me a second to turn my light back on. <laughs> Can I turn it on?
1: What are you trying to turn on?
3: My light just popped off.
1: Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'll turn here. out his light. Um, but I was going to say while you do that, that uh, I love seeing, even though he had that moment with Dan over the barbecue, uh, horrible about dan telling him about deb's addiction was just such a oh, bad God. parenting moment but um i think you're right i love seeing that giving james the opportunity to just wrestle have nathan wrestle with himself and his own issues rather than wrestling with everyone else's interpretation of nathan's issues he just had to be alone with himself yeah really a, nice
3: I i i liked it too there was, can we talk about Lee and Catherine?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I love it. Go <laughs> ahead.
3: <laughs> She's throwing herself at him. She's throwing know. herself at him, right? It's it's a nice place for him to be at as a as a as a as a character, you know, to have this charming, sweet, fun, southern, you know, full of life girl, like make him number one. And it's kind of nice to see him kind of like like just seep in that.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love mouth. We all love mouth. He's our, he's our favorite go-to yeah. anytime guy, you know, like he's always there for you. He's always reliable. Um, but we're he's gonna
3: going to go, boy, right? That's
1: why. Would you- oh, he is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, we're going to go to listener questions, but before we do in, in the interest of the, the bookends that we talked about and, and, uh, the theme of this episode the two tragedies in life. At the end of the episode, mouth disagrees. Speaking of mouth, he disagrees and says, no, it's, you know, whoever, whoever George Bernard Shaw was never kissed Erica Marsh. Right. But the sentiment of gaining your heart's desire isn't a tragedy. Uh, I'm curious as to what you think about that quote.
3: I, I, I think George Bernard Shaw was, was a genius, and I think he's right. I do. Absolutely. I mean, you must, you must feel the same way. I mean, this, I've never suffered more than when I'm in love.
1: <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? I can yeah. handle
3: any tragedy, but when I'm in love, everything is like magnified.
1: Yes, that's true. Yeah. But also, you know what made me think of that gaining the desire of your heart there is a tragedy in it because then you've got it. And now what? Now you have to find something else. It's like the, the death of the chase. When you, spent, when you spend so long chasing a desire, once you, once you have it, uh, it's, it's scary. It's because it's like, well, what do I do now? Now I have it.
3: Unless you're the child of an alcoholic and you think that you don't deserve it, and so it's going to leave you at one point. So you better work really hard to keep
1: it. Oh, interesting! And the
3: constant, you know, um, you know, tension to prove you're worthy of keeping that love.
1: Oh, wow! Right? Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. I don't. I don't f- know that I feel that way. I think I do have a. Uh, I love the chase, and then once I catch it, there's a little part of me, and and it's anything. It's not. Love necessarily, but, but professional things, projects, uh, anything. It's like once you, once you get it, then it's, it's – I think it's kind of a human nature thing. Just, okay, now what? i got to move on to something else. And that's why we – the tragedy is that we keep climbing. We keep reaching for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, thinking what, we're going to arrive there, somewhere, but we never do.
3: What's above love? What are you, you going to reach for above love? Like what is there above that? Like, how can you reach for anything higher than that?
1: Yeah, but then you get into the whole esoteric conversation of what is love and, like, where, you know, is love a choice and then the That's responsibilities we're we're of love. We're
3: having esoteric conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Actually, let me take that. Let me take that. Let me just say this. And this is a conversation I have with Quinn. And well, I have a very special 11-year-old, so we do have these conversations. I tell him that it doesn't matter necessarily like, because I always talk about like you know this pursuit of happiness vibe that goes around. I'm not a believer in it. I don't mm-hmm. believe that happiness is is something to pursue. It's the byproduct mm. of, of finding yourself on your purpose. I agree. Happiness is is kind of like is is the result of something rather than a goal in itself. Yeah. And in love, as you as you said, it's like there is definitely value in to want. Just the words to want. I want this. I want that job. I want that money. I want that person. I want that acclaim. To want is a wonderful thing because it gives a lot of a lot of direction and a lot of motivation and, 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 and but it's really that in itself, the to want part of the life is really what life is. Mm. To get is not what life is, but to want is. Mm. You know what I mean?
1: I do. This reminds me of something my French hairdresser told me. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I said, I'm hungry. I was sitting in the chair. I said, I'm hungry. And he said, so? <laughs> I said, well, I don't know. I was thinking of ordering some food. He said, you will be done. We'll be done in about an hour. You're fine. You know, you just wait. And I was like, well, but I'm hungry. He goes, it's okay to be hungry. That's, that is life. It's, it's just a feeling that exists. You just are hungry. So what? If you're (laughs) unhappy, so what? You will be happy again. Just live through the hunger, live through the unhappiness and you will be fed and you will be happy again. (laughs) This is the French way of life. He says, it's okay to be hungry. This is so perfect. We
3: were in Paris not five, four or five days ago. Yeah. We had gotten the kids in the car. Sammy's driving. We're going to a restaurant. It's 10 minutes away. We're four minutes into the drive. And in the backseat, I hear, can we just go into that restaurant? I'm hungry. What about that pizza place right there? And Sammy's like, got a place for us. He's he lives in Paris his whole life. He knows where we're going. And he's like, we're, we're six minutes away. Yes. But I'm hungry. <laughs> and the whole car, I was like thinking to myself, is he going to like throw his plans away for us? No. I, but it was like, this is so perfect. We had
1: such a passive aggressive fight in the car. You and I, by the way, it wasn't <laughs> six, it wasn't four minutes in. You said, I was like, at least as long as you're not going to be in the car for like a half an hour. How long's the ride? You said 10 minutes. And then 20 minutes later, I'm in the car. Like, are we still there? And he says another 10 minutes. And then I started to have the monster come out. My hangry monster. But I heard it. At the end of the day, you're right. At the end of the day, it's okay to uh, exist in the feelings that you're feeling because they will pass and something new will come along.
3: That's all the feelings are. Yeah. They never stay.
1: Yeah. I wish we could tell Peyton and Chad, Peyton, Peyton Lucas, and Brooke and Haley and Nathan that in this episode and Karen, but we can't. We'll have to wait until next week where Sophia. And me will have a special guest, Miss Lindsay McKeon. Very excited for that.
2: Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the
1: door and it's like. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like
2: confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. With the
1: best
0: all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise – Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.
1: Okay, friends, we are here to help you out. Mother's Day is May 12th. That means it's fast approaching. So instead of scrambling last minute this year, Hillary and I think you should try Macy's for your Mother's Day gifts. Oh, we sure do. Macy's has the perfect gift guide
0: to make picking something for mom easy this year. You can shop by price, like $25 and under to $100 and under. Categories like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or their gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, or for grandma, or for gifts that are already wrapped.
1: Macy's is making it so easy on you. Find top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TV, the Frame, which I have a couple of. Love them. They're all at Macy's.com/giftfinder. Head on over to Macy's.com/giftfinder
0: for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Get ready to simplify your life with AT and T in car Wi Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant makes navigation a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while you're on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial... ATT.com slash in car wifi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
1: Hey, it's your drama queens, and we're here to tell you that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. So let's talk about LifeVAC.
2: It is a life-saving airway clearance device which has saved over 1,500 lives. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one.
1: Visit LifeVac, L-I-F-E-V-A-C dot and enter promo code DramaQueens to save 20% and secure your home kit today. <laughs> So we're going to have a couple listener questions and uh, we'll do a spin a wheel and we'll say goodbye. The first listener question, Paul, do you have your chat open?
3: Fire away.
1: Okay. You read the first one, the Triana. Go ahead.
3: I have always wondered how they decorate the homes with family pictures. Do they have a photo shoots before the episodes is filmed? Also, do they use your real baby pictures or use random people?
2: They
1: do both. They do both. Yeah. I've had every new job I have when, if I've, if I'm in the house, uh, they ask me to, I usually pawn it off to my mom. I usually send the email to my mom and I'm like, can you send them ba- baby pictures of me, please? Or like family photos.
3: Yeah. But they also throw us in like clothes from another period in time in our lives. And then they, I don't know, maybe they Photoshop our faces sometimes. You remember like. They oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah.
1: Definitely lots of Photoshopping happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our next question comes from Frankie. How does it work when someone who is directing the episode is also in it? like Paul with episode 17. Mm. Um, I've done this too. I don't like this at all. I do not like directing an episode that I'm in. I would much prefer just to sit back and, uh, cause it's just so hard to be in the moment of the scene. I'm so fully in the moment as an actor that to have to not be, to have to be watching the other actor in the scene and thinking of notes to give them while we're actually just trying to do a scene. It's very hard for me. How do you feel?
3: Um, it's different for me. You know, I'm, you know, I, I set it up. Um, I'd like to see, you know, the framing. So I want to see somebody kind of walk through the paces where we're going to be, what the camera's going to see as it goes along. And once I'm comfortable with what the framing is, you know, um, I trust, usually we always had, and we had very good people. In fact, our DPs all directed. Yes. So, so their, 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 um, their um, insight was very valuable and, and I like to lean on people that I trust. I've actually worked with a lot of people that I don't trust their opinion, but on One Tree Hill, all of the technical crew was fantastic, and I yeah. trusted Peter and 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 you know and uh, and everybody that was that was working with. So yeah, I didn't have any problem. When I start getting into a scene and and, and acting, um, you know, it's like I'm I'm one of those I'm, I'm one of those fortunate kind of people where I I kind of I'm not too overly hard on myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my, my outside vision of myself doesn't overpower my, you know, my wanting to be present for that other actor. Like yeah, that's, I make that a priority. So a lot of times I'm not sure how it went because I kind of let it go. And then I trust that, you know, Peter Kloska will go, great, man, move on.
1: But how do you give another actor that you're in the scene with a note?
3: How- well, usually <laughs> you'll have done the rehearsal, right? before, yeah. And you'll kind of know what they're going to be throwing out there yeah and anything major is going to be addressed in that but if they're if they're having issues nuanced issues generally and you know this you know most actors kind of know when they've you know kind of not been able to hit their what they want what they needed to hit to make the scene work and you know i I think that's true i think a lot especially in that show where it wasn't terribly sophisticated you know
1: yeah that's true straightforward good training ground uh, okay, so guys, we're going to spin a wheel here. And uh, Paul, this is our every every episode we do most likely to, like a yearbook. So who is most like who? which character and which real life person is most likely to, go ahead, read it for us, please.
3: Become a detective.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Dan would be, be. Brooke. A- Brooke. Brooke. Be Brooke. Yes, she's such a super I'm sleuth. Brooke
3: absolutely we didn't even talk about her in this episode oh i know she She was so charming she was she threw her heart out there and i was gonna bring it up a couple of times and we kept getting other stuff but she you know that one look away in the car when she was you know, when she was kind of like, and I know you like Peyton, and then you look away, and, and they, Zurak focused her, and you just want to put her, little squishy.
1: squishy, yeah. squishy. We, we needed her in this episode, actually, just to, I mean, there was so much weight and sadness. Her floating in and out oh, of- She's of,
3: so great with Tyler, isn't she? Yes.
1: She's funny. Yes. Like, I wonder if those two characters ever did end up in bed together. That would have been really funny.
3: Oh, you know what? If they didn't, it's a missed opportunity because those guys are- yeah, for me, they're the two funniest people on the show.
1: For sure,
3: they're very, very funny. Yes, and I love. I actually really. Loved, I love Tyler.
2: Me
1: too. Your
3: energy was so good in that episode. You know, the one thing I was going to say also, we got to quickly point out this: this was a very strong voice of the opening where the three girls talked about what's inside their minds.
1: I wasn't in it's the funny. opening. No, the, they were
3: reading. Um, they were they were reading the quote, and then they were talking. And it was like. Hillary, Sophia, and then, um, but we were hearing inside their minds for a yeah. second as we, as we got into it. And, and I thought, you know, I love that our show gave that privilege to us as an audience, right? Yeah. Like here's here's the thoughts of because we always talk about what's the influence of the show on young people. Right. Well, here's young people talking. You know, this is what's inside my head right now. Is this is happening? And I thought that was a nice way to make a connection with your audience. Yeah,
1: I think so too. Uh, I, I love that. I love that they allowed us to take over the monologue that previously had only been Lucas's. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. Well, guys, uh, thank you for joining us for this Thanks very for special too, episode. Uh, Paul, you were awesome. I love love chatting with you always. Um, next time we'll do it later with wine. Dinner at Pache. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Uh, hey, everybody, uh, come on back next week. We're going to be watching the season finale, season two finale, number 23, The Leavers Dance. And we will pull a scenario from the virtual, most likely two hat.
2: See you later. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at Drama O T H
0: or email us at dramaqueens at iheartradio.com. See you next time.
1: We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl. All about them high school queens. Oh, we'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering girl. for the right team. Drama you queens, drama queens, my girl, up girl, fashion, but you're tough girl. You could sit with us, girl. Drama queens, drama
2: queens, drama queens, drama queens. Drama, drama queens, drama queens.
0: I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, so we have that solved for you. We figured it out. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com.
1: That's CheapCaribbean.com.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: Boy, I've spent definitely a significant amount of time in therapy in my life. And I think there's just so many layers to life that can be hard to navigate. And having somebody there to just talk through things really makes it makes the days easier sometimes.
2: It's a simple truth, no matter who you are. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. You guys,
0: have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: Hey, it's your drama queens. And we're here to tell you that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. So let's talk about LifeVac.
2: It is a life-saving airway clearance device which has saved over 1,500 lives. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac,
1: L-I-F-E-V-A-C dot net and enter promo code DRAMAQUEENS to save 20% and secure your home kit today.